G'day, it's Sunday, I'm Scott Gibbons and this is On The Road. So if you're ready to be on the road, I'm ready to be on the road, let's get on the road together and we're going to learn all about caravans and motorhomes and maybe some camper trailers and tents and places to go and see. We're going to explore Australia together. This is going to be fun. If you're ready, fasten the seatbelt, we're on the road. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. It's Sunday. You're on the road. And one of the things we're so excited about is Red Ark, R-E-D-A-R-C, redark.com.au. They're celebrating 40 years as a family business owned, based in South Australia, but 40 years. And now they're global. They've gone to the world, but they're Australian. Just so, so good. Fabulous. And to celebrate that 40 years, they've given 40 thousand dollars to various charities which is a lovely thing to do and what they did back in about 2005 they bought a whole big parcel of land about 2005 around about 2018 the factory was finally finished and they've they're just incredible they're building things you would know them you've heard of the tow pro elite which is the electric trailer brake controller that's them red vision which is the total vehicle management system that's them they've got portable solar range they've got the famous bcdc which is your in vehicle dc charger so you've got to be really really happy they're employing a lot of south australians which are australians anyway like employing a lot but they've taken it to the world so you've got to be pretty happy about that 40 years and they're now famous i, I think i think we've got to be pretty happy with that as as aussies now the other thing we've got to be aware of is towing. You've got to be aware that when you're towing, have you done a towing course? Now, there's a place called Metec, M-E-T-E-C, or Metec, M-E-T-E-C, and they're, well, okay, they're a Victorian company, but you can do towing courses wherever. But the important part is what they're going to teach you. Now, they've got a multitude of towing courses because, let's face it, if you've been driving a vehicle, and then all of a sudden you've got this big wad right behind it. It might be a box trailer, it might be a caravan, uh, it might be just a camper trailer, whatever it be. It's always difficult. You've got to learn. You've got to learn. So that's one of the things they teach you is what to expect when you're towing and also how to reverse. Now, when you're reversing, it's, it's how you reverse. It, it's a talent, but it's very easy taught. So as long as you're prepared to learn... If you're going, if you're considering buying a caravan, can I suggest to you go and do a towing course? Towed in New South Wales are very, very good. Do a towing course. If you're in a four-wheel drive club, many of them will do a towing course. I know the Toyota Land Cruiser Club; they will do a towing course for you, and you will learn so much. The thing is, you learn, but you build up the confidence, and that's what you really need to have because it's just a simple thing. It might be like pulling into your fuel stop. And, and not, not wiping out the bowsers. <laughs> Think about it, because some of those fuel stops are very, very tight. And you can, you can, hey, I've nearly done it, nearly wiped out a bowser because I've just taken it too tight. So they're the things that you've got to learn. Now, what shows are coming up? Well, in 2020, the Victorian Caravan, excuse me a second, <clears throat> pardon me, the Victorian Caravan Camping and Touring Super Show is on. Now, that's on Thursday the 20th to Monday the 24th of February, that's that's 2020, so that's good. The Newcastle Show, so we're back in New South Wales now, the Newcastle Show for 2020, that's on Friday the 7th of February through to Sunday the 9th of February 2020, that's going to be a goodie. 
Uh, the Border Caravan and Camping Expo, the 2020 of those, that will be on down in Wodonga Racecourse, the dates that have come out on that. Of course, the big one for Sydney, for New South Wales, is the Caravan Camping and Holiday Super Show, and that's at Rose Hill Gardens Racecourse. That's going to be from Tuesday the 28th of April to Sunday the 3rd of May 2020. That will be... A ripper. I think that's going to be an incredibly big show this year. South Australia, of course, in the Adelaide Showground, there from the Wednesday the 12th to Sunday the 16th of February. Uh, Queensland in the Sunshine Coast, you've got one coming up there at the Nambour Showgrounds. Dates are to be confirmed on that. And then there's the Gold Coast one, which is the Gold Coast Caravan and Camping Expo. That's at the Metricon Stadium in Narang, and that'll be, uh, what's that, Friday the 6th to Sunday the 8th of March. And then you've got, again, the big one, the 2020 Queensland Caravan Camping and Touring Super Show, and that'll be the Brisbane Showgrounds in Bowen Hills. That's the 3rd to Monday, the 8th of June. So there you go. There's some beaut things. Now, if you're going to have some beaut things, then you're going to move. You're going to have something behind you that's going to move with you, whether it be a trailer, whether it be a camper trailer or a motorhome, whatever it's going to be, caravan, you're going to be moving around. You're going to have a good time. So let's listen to Johnny O'Keefe with Move, Baby, Move. Johnny O'Keefe, Move, Baby, Move. I haven't heard this one in so long. I'm really looking forward to it. You enjoy it too. Back to you in just a tick. Shake me up, baby There's only one thing that I want to do I want to move and I groove with you Yeah, move, baby, move Get in the groove now Move, baby, move Get in the groove now Move, baby, move Get in the groove now Keep it going, girl You're looking so fine now When you walk, you look so fine, yeah And when you talk Come on, 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 come on,
Hi, g'day, Scott again. Hey, how good's Johnny O'Keefe? Do you feel like moving? You've got it. When you hear something like that, you do move, don't you? Now, Cub Campers, they've got uh, some, some hints for us, juniors camping hacks that every camper should know, little things that says, doesn't matter how long you've been doing it, everyone's been there, everyone's had the worries, everyone, but what they want you to do is, is to enjoy. So here's some of the hints. If you've got your pencil handy, your biro handy, a bit of paper, write them down. We covered this last week separately, but let's go over a little bit again, and that is keep a checklist. So whatever kind of camper you are, a checklist, a checklist will be your friend. So keeping note of everything so whether it's your clothes your food your toiletries what you've used what you need to replace did you run out of tissues did you so have a little chalkboard a whiteboard uh, one of those little whiteboards that you stick on your fridge whatever it be so that you know what you've got to get so you're not trying to put in your memory and then thinking about it you will be the genius because everything's written down pre-cook your food that's a goodie so it's it's a lifesaver if you pre-cook some of your food you can get there and then all you've got to do is heat it up so your meals are packed away in airtight containers they don't go anywhere the air doesn't get in so that's fine all you gotta do is remember don't bring anything that's going to spoil too quickly a microfiber towel now microfiber towels that they're handier than normal bathroom towels they're usually lighter obviously they're more compact but they do dry faster so it minimizes the space that they take up and that's good and of course, if they're clean, then you can wrap other things up in that towel and stop them rattling around. So maybe your cutlery or whatever else, if you're worried about some bottles or some wine or what, so your towel gets a second use as well before it gets its first major use. So your spices and your olive oils and things like that, wrap them up, that's all good. Clever, clever, clever. Use sage as a bug repellent. So bring along some dried sage. It's a natural repellent for your tent or your camper. It'll keep... Your, your mosquito exposure at bay whilst you're still being kind to the environment, and that's lovely. So everyday bug repellents tend to have some nasty chemicals in them that aren't so eco-friendly. So sage, nice thing to do, and there it is. You can make your own little mini soap. You can shave off shards of soap with your vegetable peeler for travel-friendly toiletries. You take a whole block of soap with you, which is clunky, uh, and it, it can be unsanitary. So what you do, you shave off a few pieces and you'll be stopping the wastage, and everything's just so easy. So, so easy. Of course, being cub, they'd like you to invest in a camper trailer, so that's nice of them, and that's good for them. So they've got beginner's guides as well. You might want to have a look at the beginner's guide. One of the things they suggest is don't get there too late. <laughs> you want to be calm when you get there. You, you want your little holiday to be relaxing and reviving, so don't get there too late. You don't want to be setting up whether it be your tent or your camper or even a cabin and you're moving in too late. So if you don't prepare and get to your campsite early, you'll find that the light just flies off super quickly. So you'll avoid those dark disasters. So start off a little bit earlier, plan it, get there earlier. That's fine. Packing properly, stash heavier items in the bottom of your bags, keep your clothes and your toiletries in separate compartments or in a drawstring cotton bag and make sure all your camping gear and your surfboards and fishing poles and other gear is protected and separate. So I know a lot of people, what they do is they prepare their their clothing in advance. So they'll put you know their, their undies and their singlet and their t-shirt and their shorts and that's there. 
bang, done. And then the next day, there's another set of undies in singlet or whatever it be. So they're not having to go through and rummage through different drawers and bags. They've just got them in, the, the little plastic bags or little cotton bags now, and they go bang, bang, bang. So when they go off to the shower block, they've got everything with them. Super easy. Uh, and of course, you've got to plan your food. Planning your food's vital. If you, <laughs> if you don't, you're guaranteed to have some what they term hangry people, which is a cross between hungry and angry. <laughs> Pretty good word, that one. So there's a couple of tricks at meal times. You, so you make a shopping list. This one's important. You should never, ever shop for camping food on a whim. Plan is what they say. Plan. Map out exactly what meals you'd like to eat. That's fun for the kids. Get them involved. If they're interested, get them involved. And you can break down your ingredients from there. And you try to shop in exact amounts instead of buying more than you need. So you'll minimise wastage and you keep to your budget. And then use proper storage. Your food needs to be packed away properly. Otherwise, you're tempting fate. So, you know, maybe really good plastic containers that are, that are so good. That might be the thing that you need to invest in. Some of the cheap ones are exactly that. You know, if you use some of those old, uh, you know, the Chinese containers, your Chinese food comes in Chinese containers and you think that that's going to be airtight. No, they're not. No, you've got to buy the better stuff. Uh, decant your essentials. So just because you're outdoors doesn't mean you should have to endure bland and tasteless food. So decant your coarse spices, your salt, your pepper, your olive oil into small bottles or empty pre-washed out mint boxes and your taste buds will say, thank you. And that's nice. Pre-cook a few meals. This one's a bit of a lifesaver, they reckon, especially when you're camping with your family or a large group and sometimes you just don't feel like cooking and you maybe you've been under the weather, maybe you've had a long day. So a pre-cooked meal, that could just be the saviour for the day. Get inspired, hop online, check out some menus online, just put in meals to take camping and you'll find some things there. So that's something that, that you might want to be interested in. What else have we got for you? Let's find some more. We've got some other things here for you now. So there's some beginner mistakes that you can do. And we'll try and go through some of those. So uh, invest in better gear than cheaper gear. That's a goodie. Now invest in better gear than cheaper gear because better is going to last you longer and it's not going to break as easy. It's not going to wear out as easy. Uh, try out your equipment first. So don't just go in and buy a tent. And think, oh, I've got my new tent, I'll take it away. And then you've got to work out how to put it up. No, no, no. Practice putting it up. Practice, practice, and practice again. I'm telling you, you will be so much calmer and so much more relaxed if you're putting your tent up and you're not feeling pressured. So uh, using a light or cooking on a, on a portable barbecue, practice all that sort of stuff. Practice. So... If you're using a light, like have you have your little light around your head, you know those little headlights? Have those. The headlights, L-I-G-H-T-S, not headlights. <laughs> L-I-G-H-T-S, headlights. Use those. They're very good. Uh, research the location you're going to. So, you know, often you'll hear people talk about a specific spot and you think, yeah, I know I can find that. No, get, get more details on where you're going. Don't just... You hear the message that you turn left at the big tree because I'm telling you, there's going to be lots of big trees. So try and work out exactly where you're going. Get the landmark there. Overpacking, don't overpack. You don't need to overpack. You know, as Jimmy said on, on uh, one of our very early shows, just put your clothes, divide by two, add extra underwear. That's all you've got to do. So packing 
don't overpack. You're not going to use it all. In fact, if you do pack, when you unpack, see whether you've needed it. Now, if you didn't need it, go back to your checklist and adjust your checklist. So, again, they talk about arriving early rather than arriving late, uh, not bringing enough light. So often campers go out and they don't bring enough light with them. Now, LEDs and 12-volt LEDs today, super easy. Torches, super easy because the LED light doesn't burn as much battery power as you may think. They're very, very economical. So good lighting, very good for you. So don't underestimate your catering needs. You know, keep, keep at least a couple of spare meals with you because, hey, you can get hungry. Sandwiches are pretty easy. You can do things, do things. Don't skimp on your entertainment. So, you know, take some playing cards with you or a few books or maybe a footy ball, uh, maybe some arts and crafts. So bring things along so the kids can be involved and not just playing on their electronic gadgets. Like, actually, you know, do some stuff because that's what holidays are all about. And then, of course, you've got your yarns around the campfire. So understand about your sleeping bags, how many layers you're going to need to keep you toasty, what the temperature's likely to be. Is it going to get wet? If it's going to get wet, then allow for different things. I, I remember waking up once floating, floating <laughs> around the centre pole of the tent because this storm came out of nowhere. And I'd borrowed the tent, and they didn't tell me that it was a leaky tent. <laughs> so not... Funny now, not funny then, let me tell you, not funny then. And remember that you're there for a butte time, a butte holiday. So, you know, take some stories with you, look up some fresh jokes, do some things. So if not, then you're the fool. If you don't do the homework, you're the fool. If you're going to talk about fools, then you've got to talk about Ray Brown and the Whispers. Ray Brown and the Whispers, fool, fool, fool. If you haven't heard this in a while, geez, we're going back to probably somewhere around about 64, 67 but Ray Brown, the whispers were just immensely huge. If, if you haven't heard this one in some time, if you haven't heard it at all, because we've got listeners of every age group. We've got listeners locally, we've got listeners internationally, but importantly, we've got listeners that are young and listeners that are old. So it's fabulous. I love playing you Aussie music. If you notice, there's a theme. Whatever I play for you is Aussie. So Ray Brown, the whispers, fool, fool, fool. And if you don't plan after me giving you all those lists, you're the fool. <laughs> Hate to say it. So Ray Brown, the whispers, we'll be back with you in just a little while. First I bought my love of mockingbirds For the sweetest voice that I have ever heard she said that mockingbird won't sing If you love me, go buy a diamond ring So I bought my love a diamond ring The brightest ring that anyone could bring But she said that diamond ring won't shine If you love me, go buy a car this time Took my last time out of the saving jar. 
But she said this little car won't run If you love me, go get another one I've got no money left to pay my bail And every night before the lights go out The prisoners all begin to sing and shout Uh, Ray Brown and the Whispers, they are always so good. Now, speaking of always so good and something really, really excellent is the Phoenix, which is a caravan by Sunland Caravan. So if you're really looking for something that is off-road, and I mean, you know, fair income off-road with all the gear, then you've got to have a look at the Phoenix. That's P-H-O-E-N-I-X by Sunland Caravans, and you'll find them at sunlandcaravans.com.au. But the Phoenix is terrific. Now, there's a whole range of sizes, but the beautiful thing is with Sunland, they will adjust the van for you. Now, they reckon that their floor plans that they've already got, already, already fabulous. But if there's some adjustments that you want done, you just get them to adjust. Maybe you want it done with extra bunks. Maybe you've got some grandkids or little kids or whatever. Then, hey, you talk to them and let's see what they can do for you. But all the gear is in there and they're very in very in to having the electrics so right. So you'll find, if you talk to sunlandcaravans.com.au, you'll be pretty happy if you have a look at the Phoenix. But, but, if the Phoenix is too big, they've got a new one coming out called the Mini. Now, I haven't seen Sunland do a small van, but this is a small van. I'll be getting all the details for you, but it's called the Sunland Mini. And it looks just absolutely to be the good. So if you've got a smaller vehicle or you don't need all the space or you don't need to tow so much weight behind you, hey, have a look at the Sunland Mini. You can have a look at it uh, on their website, sunland.com.au. You go and have a look at that. That would be terrific. And there's other things that you've got to be aware of. There's places that you've got to go and think about. Just excuse me a tick. (coughs) Pardon me. There's places you've got to think about because we're coming into summer. Summer's fabulous, but we're only six months away from winter. Now, I know we've just left winter and then we come into spring, we come into summer, then we come into autumn, but there's places you've got to go and look at and and you've got to think about, wow, where will I go? Now, the Victorian high country, if you haven't done that, and you can do that in, in basically any time, but the Victorian high country is terrific. Now, it's not... It's not overly rugged. It's nicely rugged, but it's not overly rugged. But if you want to go to Dargo, 
Dargo's a little town which is just pretty and there's camping areas not far out of Dargo. You can put your normal caravan there so you can get to Dargo without going through through uh, anything bad at all. But you can go to Dargo then if you want to go to park your van there and go up to Billy Goat's Bluff uh, or the Crooked River Track, things like that, you will have a fun time. Now all of that area, Talbotville, T-A-L-B-O-T, V-I-L-L-E, Talbotville, is an area that you should consider going to as well while you're down in the Victorian high country. Another place that Unsealed 4x4 suggests you go to is Pebbly Beach. Now, that's in the Uraga National Park. So it's Pebbly Beach. And for them, uh, the park's located about 40 minutes north of Coffs Harbour. For them, they, they reckon it's one of the top five of their places to go. So you've got the Pebbly, the Pebbly Beach Campground, which is another 20 minutes of dirt roads. Uh, once you get to the campground, you, you can cross Station Creek, which is best done at low tide, low tide. And after walking the creek, there's a few holes in the Sandy Bottom Creek, but they, they do move around. Those holes can move around from month to month. So once you cross that creek, it's pretty well free-range camping with around 60 sites on offer. Camping costs about $12 a night for adults and $6 for kids. There's a caretaker there, but that's one to take uh, take note of. So you can take uh, McPhillips Road off the Pacific Highway. It's a halfway creek, and then that will get you to Pebbly Creek. So that's something to consider. George's Junction, uh, that's Armadale-Kempsey Way, George's Junction. So it's hidden between Armadale and Kempsey in New South Wales, George's Junction, incredible little campground at the junction of the George's and Maclay Rivers. To get there, you'll follow the Armadale Road out of Kempsey, heading west towards Armadale. Follow it through Warren, which is the Warren pub, uh, by the way, does a spectacular cattle lunch. <laughs> so we all love a cattle lunch, don't we? I know, I love a cattle lunch. Any excuse for me for a cattle lunch, I'll do that. Uh, and, and you just head west from there and the campground's on your left directly opposite the, the Bass Lodge. Now the camping's free, it's dog friendly, you've got long drop toilets and some of the best scenery in New South Wales. So that's a good thing to do. There's plenty of kayaking, fishing, relaxing if you want to do relaxing, that's all there. And we all love a relax, don't we? I know, I love a relax, we all love a relax. Then there's the Upper Allen at Barrington Top. So that's the Allen River Forest Road is how you find it. Now Allen is A-L-L-Y-N, A-L-L-Y-N. Y-N. So it's the Upper Allen, A-L-L-Y-N, which is Barrington Topsway. So it's a beauty. for um, If you want an amazing weekend away from the rat race, this is the place to go, according to Unsealed 4x4. It's in the Chichester State Forest, about two hours north of Newcastle. I'll be going up that way shortly, so I might even pop in and have a little look at this. New South Wales, so it just... Yeah, about two hours' drive northwest of Newcastle. To get there, you just head up through Maitland to Vasey, then on to Chichester State Forest at the base of the Barrington Tops, and then you're fine. So there's a place there called Ladies' Well, and it's a spectacular little waterhole along the Allen River. It's in the side tracks and hidden camping spots that makes this area stand out. So that's something to consider. Then, of course, you've got Lancelin to Cerventis. That's in Western Australia. So if you're doing the big trip... So Lancelin, L-A-N-C-E-L-I-N, Lancelin in Western Australia. So if you happen to be over there, then it's a little bit of a magic weekend. You've got the Lancelin Dunes, so you've got sand that you can play on, and to the north you'll find the Wanagara Nature Reserve, which leads to the village of Wedge Island, which is out on the coast. And they've got a massive, 
massive dune system, stunning beaches to explore, and then back away from the coast you'll find Nambung National Park, which features the Pinnacles Desert, and that makes for some stunning photography. So there's some places for you to go to. Now, some of them are close and some of them are far away, but why don't we have the Deltones singing to us, and they'll do a little bit closer. Come a little bit closer with the Deltones. I bet you haven't heard this in so long. I love trying to find some of the older songs for you that are Aussie with some of the people that made a difference. Now, Pee Wee Wilson, you'll hear him in this. He's the one with the deep voice. So every now and then he'll just drop in and he drops in with his deep voice. He was about 11 foot tall, I think. He was just a giant. Uh, probably still is. So Pee Wee Wilson, but this is the Deltones and you'll really like this. It's come a little bit closer. You enjoy it. Come a little bit closer and you will see yeah, you'll see I was meant for you, dear and you were meant for me. Let our love grow stronger as the years go by Let our love last longer than the stars in the sky A daffodil Now, we've got to get away if you're going to get away because we're cool on the road. So if we're on the road, let's hit the road, go down to Tasmania, Lake Pedder. If you haven't been to Lake Pedder, it is pretty, 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 pretty. I was down there a couple of years ago, and I'm telling you, the lake is just glorious. So if you want to do some paddling, if you want some mountain backdrop as your scenery, if you want a lovely thing to do, then do it. But you don't have to just go on the lake. There's a big damn wall there literally a dam wall and and you can abseil down that wall so talk to the tourist office down there and and you can abseil down that wall it is just it's it's an amazing thing to do but if you don't want to abseil you don't have to just go down to the dam and get some of the most incredible photos 
that you could want. But the scenery, the height, the charm, the calm, it's just totally natural. So that's Lake Pedder, P-E-D-D-E-R. That's in Tasmania. The other place to go to, of course, is, is Mount Kosciuszko. If you haven't been to Mount Kosciuszko, that's the highest mountain in Australia and you can get to the top. And when you get to the top, you can have your photo taken and it's there's a monument there and you can have your photo taken with that monument and that says that you've been to the highest point in Australia. Now, uh, sunset is, is really, really nice there. Uh, you might want to get up there really early in the morning and watch the sun come up take a little picnic, make sure you take some water, some food, some nibbles, but it's a really good thing to do. And you don't need all the mountain climbing gear. You don't need all of that. This is just a lovely thing to do. So Mount Kosciuszko, that's down in the snowy mountains. Now, if we're going to go on the road, then we've got to be aware of what's happening on the road. And one of the things is that Craig from Alco, uh, he says that what we've got to do is if we're going across the red dirt, uh, make sure that you try and keep the underneath of your van clean. So that's your, your corner steadies, your couplings, your electricals, your suspension components, because if you get a little bit of moisture in with that red dirt, it becomes like a grinding paste and, and really, really just chews your metal apart. So what Craig says is to try and wipe that down with a brush, get rid of it, and then rinse it off. Now, of course, we're in drought, so we can't just rinse it off with any sort of water, we're going to use our grey water to do that. So let's use our grey water and we get rid of that red dust each day. And that's going to maintain our vehicle for us. And then, of course, you've got to know, this is another thing that Craig says, is to know the capability of your caravan. Know its clearance points. Know the lowest point of contact to the ground. And if the van is, don't overload. Because if you're going across undulations, if you're going across... Um, some big bumps, then don't overload because you're going to more easily bottom your van. If you bottom your van, then you're going to do some damage. So he says, reduce some of the weight out of it. And I think that's a very sensible thing to do. The other sensible thing to do is you've got to be entertained when you're driving along because sometimes a drive, uh, and driving's fabulous, and you're going to see some lovely things, but we like to be entertained. Now, not always do we get the best radio reception in Australia, not always do we do that, and sometimes you run out of CDs and things, but what you can do is you can get a book collection. Now, I've got an amazing book collection of what were termed books on tape, but they're now on CD or they're MP3, and I think you can even get them downloaded now through your Apple or whatever, but the way to do it is to contact bolinda.com, B-O-L-I-N-D-A belinda.com now they've got a whole library an immense library of books whether you want adult books or young adult books or children's books they're all on there and the books are read to you as you're driving along so everybody's involved everybody's getting the story at the same time it's terrific so it's not just music you can have an education if you want educational books you can have them but all the murder mysteries and all those things they're there for you. So make sure, bolinda, B-O-L-I-N-D-A dot com, if you want some books, that's the way you read the book without having to read the book. And the other thing, of course, we're going to have is if we're going to have some music, if we're going to go across Australia, then you'll have to see some kangaroos. In fact, my daughter the other day hit a kangaroo. Hit a kangaroo, so her excess is uh, $700, but the kangaroo just bounced right out on her and bang. Kangaroo seems to be all right, but the car's not so good. 
So there you go. You've got to be. So why don't we have Rolf Harris, Timey Kangaroo Down support. Timey Kangaroo Down, Rolf Harris, you enjoyed that. We'll be back in a little while. And how good, how good were the Deltones? Weren't they terrific? Did you enjoy that? I really enjoy the Deltones. I love Pee Wee, the way he can get that big, deep voice. Just magic. But now we've got Rolf Harris, Tommy Kangaroo Down, back with you in a little while. This is Scott Gibbons. It's Sunday. We're on the road. You're on the road. We're all on the road together. Love being with you. You enjoy Rolf Harris. There's an old Australian stockman lying, dying. And he gets himself up onto one elbow and he turns to his mates who are gathered round and he says, Watch me wallabies feed, mate. Watch me wallabies feed. They're a dangerous breed, mate. So watch me wallabies feed all together now. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Keep me cockatoo cool, curl. Keep me cockatoo cool. Oh, don't go acting the fool, curl. Just keep me cockatoo cool all together now. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. And take me koala back, Jack. Take me koala back. He lives somewhere out on the track, Mac. So take me koala back all together now. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Let me abos go loose, Lou. Let me abos go loose. They're of no further use, Lou. So let me abos go loose all together now. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. And mind me platypus duck, Bill. Mind me platypus duck. Oh, don't let him go running amuck, Bill. Just mind me platypus duck all together now. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Play your didgeridoo, blue. Play your didgeridoo. Oh, like, keep playing till I shoot through, blue. Play your didgeridoo. All together now, time me kangaroo down, sport. Time me kangaroo down. Time me kangaroo down, sport. Time me kangaroo down. Tan me hide when I'm dead, Fred. Tan me hide when I'm dead. So we tanned his hide when he died, Clyde. And that's it hanging on the shed all together now. Time me kangaroo down, sport. Time me kangaroo down. Time me kangaroo down, sport. Time me kangaroo down. Uh, Timey Kangaroo Down Sport, Rolf Harris, always a beauty. Now, you might want to have a bit of a dip. Maybe you want to go on a drive, and it's called, this is from Go See Australia, the Great Artesian Drive, so you can tap in to New South Wales hot pool culture. So if you're heading west, so you go out, um, 
What, what you're going to find is, and this is quite exciting, it's the Great Artesian Basin. And it's the biggest, deepest basin in the world. It's a lifeline, obviously, for the rural community. I know, I know we're in drought, but gee, without the Artesian Basin, some of the some of the properties would be having a really worse time than what they're already having. So this is its water has been tapped to feed animals over the years, irrigate crops, of course, support remote settlements. And this is since the Europeans sunk the very first bore out near Burke in about 1878. So Aboriginal communities obviously were, were following these through. They would have a way of finding the groundwater bubbling up naturally occurring and it was just wonderful. So the basin, the Great Artesian Basin, lies beneath an area that extends from northern New South Wales and northeast South Australia into most of Queensland. It's about a fifth of Australia's land mass. It's about 3,000 metres deep in places and holds 65,000 cubic kilometres of fresh water. That's more than five times the volume of the Coral Sea. Forget Sydney Harbour Count. <laughs> Five times the volume of the Coral Sea. So it's older than time. Now this water is highly pressurised. The basin's water can reach temperatures from 30 to 100 degrees C. And it's laced with minerals. You've got sulphur and calcium and magnesium. And they contribute to the long-fabled healing powers. Healing powers. Now I know people who go there just for what they term the healing powers. And I've gone to these and I did truly, it's wonderful. So it's believed sufferers of arthritis and respiratory conditions and musculoskeletal pain may benefit from soaking in mineral-rich baths, an ancient European practice known as taking the waters. So for travellers, obviously there's a few things more relaxing than slipping into a hot outdoor spa or a steamy lap pool at the end of a hot day. So it relaxes your muscles, it soothes your joints, it clears your passages, it melts stress, it melts anxiety, and you can alternate between the hot pools and the cold pools so you get your circulation flowing, a bit like what they do over in Norway and whatnot where they jump into a freezing cold water and then into a really hot sauna. So it's the same sort of thing except you're jumping from cold water into really warm water. So that's the way to do it. Um, so if you're migrating north uh, into Queensland or vice versa, you do well to make a little break. So in northwest New South Wales, there's a proliferation of public thermal pools and they're growing in popularity. There's now a tourist route which highlights the shires of Narrabri and Walgett and Moree and it's called the Great Artesian Drive and it focuses on seven public artesian hotspots that range from rustic and I mean rustic, <laughs> open-air baths serviced by rehabilitated 100-year-old boars to modern aquatic, uh, aquatic centres with, with Olympic-sized pools and water slides and whatnot. So if you're doing your hot pool count, then there's plenty of there to do. You can do the Gwider, the that's G-W-Y-D-I-R, the Gwider Carra Park and Thermal Pools in Moree. They're good. Uh, you can take a back road tour towards Boomi's open air bath if you've got time up your sleeve. And then a foot either side of the border is Mungandai's uh, 5 by 3 metre outdoor bath. Now that's your last stop in New South Wales before the Carnarvon Highway and you go into Queensland. So if you're taking the Castle Ray Highway, you can do a hot pool hop between the historic baths of Pilliger and Barron Junction and Walgett and Lightning Ridge. And then you'll find the water temperatures varying between about 37.5 to about 41.5. Uh, they're really closed. They're completely free. 
So the officially, officially the greatest uh, artesian drive, it's a New South Wales tourism initiative. I think it's fabulous. Uh, so you can go to these hotspots, but you don't have to stop at the border. If you continue through into outback Queensland, you can dip your toes into artesian baths in Mitchell and Blackall and out to Baduri. So that's fabulous. So if you want to, now bearing in mind, the stars out there are just sensational, amazing, wonderful you'll have a great time. Now, if you're having a great time, then you've got to be aware also of looking after the things that you're going to. So there's what they call 10 commandments of caravanning, and that is that you use the dump sites. So use the dump points. Don't just empty your cassette anywhere. That is wrong, wrong, wrong. So you use your dump sites, and you'll find so many more towns have now got dump sites. And there's apps to show you that which are dump site friendly towns, so RV friendly towns. You might look at RV uh, friendly towns and you'll find it. So then uh, look after the peace and quiet of your campsite. So don't run your generator late into the night. You know, when it starts to get dark, turn it off so that everybody can enjoy the quietness. That's rule number two. Number three, uh, <laughs> This is an interesting one. And you find it in caravan parks. You'll find somebody will set up their caravan. They'll have their annex, their chairs. And then somebody walks through, fair in front of them. Now, humans are a funny thing. We have our little space. You know, we don't like people being too close to us when they're talking to us. You'll find if somebody's too close to you, take a step back and you do that little dance. Same thing in a caravan park. So don't go walking through where you shouldn't run through. That's just, it's courtesy but it's something you've got to be aware of. Also, don't allow your grey water to go and irrigate your neighbour's site. Don't, <laughs> you know, when you put your grey water hose on, don't let it run into the next door site. That's just wrong, wrong, wrong. Speed limits, be aware of your speed limits. That's a nice thing to do. You'll find some people, they will, when they connect up to water, they might have a really good gadget that they connect up with, like they've got the latest hose connector. They might even have a, a, a split hose connector, so it takes two hoses off the one tap. Uh, don't go knocking things off. That's just wrong. Don't, don't do it. That's theirs. They've earned it. They've bought it. They've paid for it. That's theirs. You don't go knocking that off. The same thing, you know, if somebody's got a lovely Honda generator or the new Yamaha generator or whatever, don't go knocking those off. Like, let's play fair. Play fair. Um, keep your dog, if you've got a dog, keep that on a leash at all times because, you know, they're becoming more and more popular for people taking dogs away. But if too many people start upsetting the rules, there's going to be a backlash. Just letting you know. So keep your dogs on a leash. You've got your dogs. You can get them into a lot of parks. Keep them on a leash. Um, and uh, be careful of your language too. You know, a lot of people... Uh, like to let loose with some of the words that they shouldn't let loose with and everybody is trying to have a good time and a lot of people have got kids and you know they've got their mums or whatever so you know just keep the language down you don't need to use it you've got a pretty good vocabulary as it is uh, clean up if, if you have a heavy night and you go to uh, you go to the block you know you go to the amenities block and you've had a heavy night clean up clean up after yourself you know don't go leaving vomit on the floor or paper on the floor or you know mess in the pan clean things make it nice so that when you go back there if you've gone in there it's nice leave it nice you know and if you've gone in there it's not nice hey clean it up for the next person <laughs> otherwise they think it's you and and then very importantly be nice to the park managers because they've got a hell of a job a hell of a job 
you know, really? <laughs> you try doing it, it's hard. So sometimes you can have a little accident, sometimes, you know, you can go into the amenities block and, you know, you can have a little accident, you've had too much the night before, well, accidents can happen. If the accident's going to happen, then maybe we should listen to Frente. What do you reckon? Frente? Accidentally Kelly Street? I haven't heard this one in so long. Accidentally Kelly Street, Frente, you enjoy it. We'll be back in a little while. Hey, it's Sunday, you're on the road, I'm Scott Gibbons. Got to say, and I know I tell you often, but I thank you for all your feedback. Your feedback is wonderful. And we take it on board. We listen to you. And that's because you listen to us. And we appreciate that. And you're looking after our sponsors. So Paravans, look after Paravans. Any chance you get, you go to Paravans at Windsor. They are so good. Fabulous people. Don't forget, Christmas is coming up. If you need a service done before you go, like book it in now, because I'm telling you, everybody wants to book it in. And they can only take so many bookings. After that, books are closed. So don't blame them. Got to blame you. You've, you've had all year to get your service done. Try and book it in now. That's what I'd be doing. So in the meantime, Frente, Accidentally Kelly Street. I'm Scott Gibbons. Great being with you. It's Sunday and we love you listening. Sure.
Oh, Frente, eh? Isn't Frente good? I reckon I'm going to be singing that for the next couple of days. It's just one of those songs that stays in your brain. What do they call the brain worm or something? Just fabulous. So the Red Centre is one of the places that everybody wants to go. You can't do Uluru anymore. You can go and see Uluru, of course. You can go and see it. Ears Rock, Uluru. Uh, you can't climb it anymore, of course. But Glenn Marshall from Go RV uh, reckons that if you go to Palm Valley, you'll have a really, really butte time there. You've got... Uh, you've got some butte walks. Uh, one of the walks that he suggests is the Cal- going to the Calaranga Lookout. Uh, that's a short climb uh, near the Larapinta uh, campground, so that's good. There's a five-kilometre loop Empara walk, which is M-P-A-A-R-A. That's M-P-A-A-R-A. That's the Empara walk. And, and that takes you, it's like being Aboriginal dream time. You follow the story of the Empara and the tawny frogmouth band uh, and that's the story that you follow. So it's Palm Valley is about 138k west of Alice Springs. It's via the Larapinta Drive. The final 16k is only suitable for high clearance 14 drive because uh, it follows the sandy or rocky bed of the Fink River. So it might be might be impassable after heavy rains. So allow for that. You'll find out from the ranger. Uh, there's camping in designated sites, and that's suitable for camper trailers and small off-road caravans on a first-in, first-served basis, and the sizes do vary. Uh, facilities, you've got really good facilities, including picnic tables, flush toilets, cold showers, limited drinking water, gas barbecues. Your fees are cash. Uh, currently, I think they're around about $6.60 per adult, $3.30 a child, $15.40 for two adults and four kids. Collect your firewood before you enter the park because and your fires you can only do in the communal fire pits. So fires, communal fire pits only. No pets. No pets allowed. Now, Chambers Pillar, that rises about 50 metres above the desert plain. It's a draw card to the historic reserve. Um, explorers and pastoralists and travellers have left their calling cards etched in the rock face. We don't do that anymore. Uh, and the best time to photograph it is the this is to photograph the pillar is early in the morning at sunrise or late in the afternoon at sunset and the colors of the sandstone just come to life so chambers pillar it's about 160 kilometers south of alice springs via the old south road it's suitable for four-wheel drive vehicles only after Maryvale due to steep sand drifts and steep jump up so be aware of that camping uh, in designated sites are suitable for camper trailers and small off-road caravans. Again, first in, first served basis, and the site sizes do vary. And again, facilities include picnic tables and pit toilets, but non-potable water, non-potable water. So bring your own water with you. Uh, cash only again. So two adults, four kids, works out uh, $15 again, but $3.30 an adult uh, and... I think it's $7.70 for a family this time, but cheaper. <laughs> so again, collect your firewood before going in. Only use the, the fire pits. Pets are not allowed. Take all your rubbish with you. So, yeah. And we've got to do that, don't we? Now, the East McDonald Rangers, 
you've got to rate them. They're, they're, a lot of people rate the East MacDonald better than the West side. I don't know. But you've got Trofina Gorge and Corroboree Rock. It's lovely. So the gorges are spectacular. They're less crowded, so you get through to enjoy the serenity a bit more. Uh, Trofina Gorge, you've got short walks through there, Sandy Creek Bed. Uh, it, oh, the creek bed, it winds its way through the steep rocky walls, the ridgetop trail. That's for more experienced walkers. So, yeah, you'll have a lot of time there. You've got, there's over 6,000 rock carvings within the gorges, and there's a 1.5k return walk through the main. So, Trofina, that's... That's what, about 85k east of Alice Springs via the Ross River. Now, the last 5k is unsealed. There's four campgrounds. There's Rock Hole, which is four-wheel drive only. There's Bluff Gorge, Panorama, and that's suitable for caravans. Uh, cash only again, $7.70 for a family of two adults and four kids. Golly, that's cheap, isn't it? You've got picnic tables and pit toilets. Again, collect your firewood on the way through. No pets. And take all your rubbish with you. And of Ndala Gorge. Now Ndala is N-D-H-A-L-A. N for November, D-H-A-L-A, Ndala Gorge. And that's 90 kilometres east of Alice Springs via the Ross River Highway. The final 11k is four-wheel drive only. Camping is permitted. And again, $7.70, two adults, four kids, or if just adults, $3.30 each. Facilities, again, include picnic tables and pit toilets, no pets, take your rubbish with you, that sort of thing. So there you are. If you're going to go out to the Red Centre, have a look at that. If you're going to go out to the Red Centre, you might as well hope, hope that it's going to be raining on the rock. And if it's going to be raining on the rock, then who better to sing that than John Williamson, because he wrote it. So what about a little bit of raining on the rock? We can't climb on it anymore, but... We hope that it rains out there for everybody. So Rainy on the Rock, John Williamson. I'm Scott Gibbons. You're on the road with me. I'm on the road with you. We're on the road together every Sunday between 1 and 2, and we love it. And if you know somebody who wants to be a sponsor of the show, just let us know because we're looking for more sponsors. We've got people that are now calling us, which is good, but we're happy to extend the show, put in more sponsorship because we like to give you what you want. And if you know somebody who says... Hey, I want to sponsor that show. We'll make it nice and affordable for them. So here we go. Running on the rock. John Williamson, you enjoy it. We'll be back with you real soon. to gold We've just come out of the Mulga where the plains forever roll And Albert and Amagira has painted all the scenes And Ashara's changed the luster of his land And it's raining on the rock In a beautiful country I'm proud to travel this big land Like an Aborigine And it's raining on the rock 
What an almighty sight to see And I'm wishing on a postcard That you were here with me Everlasting daisies and a beautiful desert rose Where does their beauty come from? Heaven knows I could ask the wedge tail, but he's away too high I wonder if he understands It's wonderful to fly And it's raining on the rock In a beautiful country and I'm proud to travel this big land Like an Aborigine And it's raining on the rock What an almighty sight to see And I'm wishing on a postcard That you were here with me The mesmerizing colors of the old birds Or the grandeur of the rock Uluru has power And it's raining on the rock In the beautiful country And I'm proud to travel this big land like an aborigine And it's raining on the rock What an almighty sight to see And I'm wishing on a postcard That you were here with me Thanks so much for listening into On the Road. Hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have, then listen in again next Sunday between one and two, and tell your friends to listen in. And the sponsors, you look after our sponsors because those sponsors are the ones that bring you the show. I'm Scott Gibbons. I'll see you next week between one and two. Eighty-nine point nine Hawkesbury Gold, the best in the West. Between one and two every Sunday. We'll see you next week on the road. Mm-hmm.